This is the camp of God. This is what you have to say to my Lord and Son. The servant Jacob says, I can stay with Laban and remain there till night. Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. 
Generations, they had a culinary tradition that came from it. Imagine a family sitting together. Oh, that bit of a lamb's leg as well. No, 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 says Jack. Absolutely not. Out of respect to Papa Jacob and his encounter with the man of mystery. What you talked about him, the father of our nation, my child. See, this story of Jacob's self discovery be handed down generations because it sends all of us on a journey of self-discovery. That's really important to look at ourselves and to face up what we are in the sight of God. How irrelevant that might appear. How inward-looking when you read up on what's going on in the world. The world is right and progress. Warfare and wildfire. Price hikes and rate rises. That's our world, isn't it? Surely we all need to look out for it, you might say, and address some of the one of these problems. Can it really be important to look inside and take a look at ourselves? You know, all the global issues I mentioned there pose that question who am I? What's a human being? And burying the questions of identity actually stores up problems for us all further down the track. How do we understand ourselves? How do we define who we are? 
what we're going to see here reminds us that we don't define what we are or who we are at all. God settles these I am who he says I am. So it's absolutely relevant for Jacob's self-discovery to direct us all on the course of our own self-discovery. And that's relevant, I say, even for our world. All those global issues are part of a world made up of human beings. We need to face these issues with identity and purpose. That isn't think about it, just in the context of the journey we've traveled, looking at the life of Jacob, it tells us that we all need to keep facing these issues. Jacob is on the return leg of a journey to the land God has promised him. The outward bound journey was 20 years ago in his life. But this instance ensures that on the homeward leg, he can go through border control, a changed person. All the 20 years in between have been a struggle. But this problem is about the world between him and I wonder how many of us who've been around Christian things for a while have been dismissing for years the possibility that we could make progress still, that um, we could move forward still in Christian life. Something still to learn, some area of character growth, still to experience. Well, the Battle of Jabot River, that I'm calling it, is for everyone here. We all need to go on there. I think it's here. This point goes on. Let me tell you about the first part of the battle. Jacob got to know himself. As we've seen over the last few weeks, we've been part of the series. This process has been ongoing for years. Um, from day one, Jacob had been a fighter out for number one. Even before day one, he was jostling his twin brother in the room. Remember, he was born, remember, Easter came out with Jacob and cut the teeth, clutching his brother's heel. That's the name, Jacob, means he grasped the heel. And as he grows up, that name is very much his character. Rabbi, deceptive, picking the out of his birthright, and his father Isaac out of his lesson. Because of Uncle's life, I'm just refreshing your mind in the story. He's a refugee with just the staff, what about that? Goes on his back and the promise of God as he leaves. And off he goes to Uncle Laban, far off Aram, north Mesopotamia. The battle continues. In Laban, he's met his match, hasn't he? Because he is a con man as well. And now Jacob is on the receiving end of some shady deal. He's forced to marry Leah before Rachel. And then years of animal husbandry, as we talked about last week. But 20 years on, he's flourished to the point where he can head home with wives, and children, flocks. Well, the scene must be sure it has an elaborate speech to speak to his brother in the first of his chapter. Spent 20 years of trouble and strife with 20 years of human enterprise to get through it. And that's the point at which this battle royal fits in. He reads the verse 22 again. That night, Jacob got up and his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and served the 
called the Jabber. After he sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. But Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. He was asked what he could possibly be. As Esau sent some assassin on the cover of darkness to pay Jacob back for his treachery, might look like the two contestants were evenly matched as you read on. Verse 35, when the man saw that he couldn't overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. In the start it's not obvious who's going to win, but in the end, all it takes is one precision move, a touch to Jacob's solar plexus, and with a yelp of pain, he fought face to face with his feet. I'm much more frail than I thought I was. I can't just muscle my way through every battle. He was forced to admit that he wasn't God when I dealt with pain applied to him by this final good stop of 20 years of trials and troubles. Finally met his match and he got to know himself a bit better. On to the second part of the battle, and it's this, Jacob got to know God. And isn't the conversation with this mystery attacker fascinating, the way the identity of the person continues to be kept under wraps if you read on in verse 26. Then the man said, let me go, for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What's your name? Jacob, he asked him. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you've struggled with God and with Jesus and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Then he blessed him there. So there's no direct answer to Jacob's request. Please tell me your name. But when he memorializes the incident by naming the place that happened at Peniel, uh, Jacob reveals he knows exactly who he's been wrestling with that night. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It's because I saw God face to face, yet my life was spared. I had awesome dreams before, because the stairway to heaven angels going up and down on it. But this encounter was even more amazing, not just a vision or a voice, but a face-to-face encounter with Almighty God. And more than that, it was a wrestling match. You ever heard of a, a human wrestling with Almighty God? The mouth take on an elephant, and with the elephant to the slightest bit concerned with it. It was a very unequal contest, it turns out. Yes, it's true that Jacob had struggled with God and with humans. And that new name Israel can carry that meaning. Jacob is a fighter. But here he's met his match because Israel also means God's struggle. And at last, at this point, Jacob is absolutely that God is calling the show. We've got to know God in a new way. 
that's the, the meaning of the change of name. No longer Jacob, Rabbi, or now. But God's God. God's faces. The one who comes to God's victory. That's the point. Jacob's got enemies all around him. They're chewing up the block. His name. God intervenes and changes. And in doing that, he makes a new person, a real father figure for God's special people. He takes Jacob as a poor material and he remakes him as Now that is still God's way today. And just as Jacob could have crossed that river into the promised land without having a new name and a new nature, no more can we, according to Jesus to the kingdom of heaven without being born again and making a new start in a face-to-face encounter with God and a continuing relationship with God. And that relationship is fundamentally not a relationship of equal. You and I live by nature in rebellion against Almighty God. And until we recognize that He is God and we are not, we still don't know Him. Now we can surely say a little more from the vantage point of people living this side of the life and death of Jesus. To begin with, Jacob thought he was fighting with another human, but gradually it dawned on him that this was more than a human figure. And Jesus Christ is, is similar. In fact, people sometimes take a point of this is Jesus making an entry into his world before the incarnation. Fully human, able to be wrestled by a Jacob, but fully God, and ultimately victorious. At communion tonight we'll remember that the God who suffered as a man, uh, we will remember the God who suffered as a man so that no one can be saved. Put that level of uh, sacrifice to know God's if you want a clue from the text as to whether you've come to know God as Jacob did, how about asking yourself if you've ever really made the request Jacob made to God? And we want the question verse 26. I will not let you go unless you bless me. Have you ever asked God to bless you personally with a relationship? The life and death of Jesus Christ is the proof that this matters to God. Question is, does it matter enough to you to get that blessing from God? I will not let you go and let you go. And it's distant. It could feel like a wrestling match for us because it's a fight for the let God be God. But it's worth it. So then those are the two points of the battle I want to highlight. Jacob got to know himself and his clarity, and definitely Jacob got to know God better as well. Let me just add, it will probably be an ongoing fight for all of us. It's about the idea of a new name and a new nature, that implies we're thinking about the start of this matter. The fact that Jacob was a believer all those years suggests that we're going to have to keep relearning what it's like as we walk with the Lord day by day. We will keep unlearning what we've learned before as long as we live and God graciously has to remind us when we're always a bit 
edgy about talking personally about the, the weakness happening with me but I do wonder if God was overruling things for me this week in the light of the sermon I was going to preach because I had not one but two incidents in the week where I was at my wit's end with no obvious next move I could think of and God in his time has sorted things out with a solution let me just say which was pretty easy for him to lay on but quite beyond my bounds to sort of work out not once but twice. They were very trivial, ordinary, everyday things. A failed MOT and no car on the new front. And then two days later, a lost bike seat. Now, spiritual slightly. I'm ashamed to say that in the moment I didn't actually pray. I strategized. I took on the Jacob identity, uh, not my new nature, the Israel identity. I don't think it's got harder for me as a, a dad um, of the years where I feel predisposed to try and fix things and get things sorted out. Um, so I, I try and say, well, I know better, I know how to work with that, I can And actually, I need to think slightly differently. And God could bless me in this situation, I'm depending on him. But it's very hard to learn that lesson isn't when you are continually having to sort issues out and uh, come to solutions. Christ God has to show me and uh, wake me up to it. It's an amazing set of things I don't turn to all that. I'm scheming, trying to fix the situation myself, unsuccessfully, and God has people lined up to bring solutions. I hope I learned the lesson. I need to be dependent on the Lord rather than self Let's look at the start of this tonight. You all have learned that you've made that start, but it's one you have to keep relearning. I do. At least. Anyway, a lovely postscript to the incident. Look at verse 31. The sun rose above him as he passed Penia, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, back to the two schools. To this day, the Israelites don't even depend on the fact that the soccer is a hit because the soccer is a hit because the soccer is a hit because the He's walking with a limp from this point onwards in his life, but he's a stronger and better man. And it's sunrise. The night's over. You go dawn. In a world where there are huge problems which we can't fix, well, let's attend to the problems closer to home. Let's work tonight is inviting us to look in the mirror and to know ourselves, even the frailties, and the places where we end up limping through a tough life. For those weaknesses to lead us to know God better, to let God define our identity, and let Him say who we are. And that happens to the new beginning, today and every day. A new dawn for us, and let there to be a part of a new creation which is much, much wider. Let me pray and just think about it.
that request with Jacob. Thank you. 